This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We're here, we being Fred Staub over there in the passenger seat, me, I'm Les Jackson, I am your driver for the moment, which scares Fred half to death, but that's okay, (laughs) because he's busy grabbing a whole bunch of information. Yeah, I got a lot of information here, Les, and uh, well, it's a mixture of uh, an old vehicle being sold for a lot of money, new technology, plug-in Jeeps. Where do we begin? Well, let's begin with that Mustang story. The Bullet Mustang gets auctioned off for big bucks. You know, we had Sean Kiernan, the owner of that car, on here a few months ago. And we knew he was going to auction it. We'll tell you what he got for it. Big money. Pretty cool. I'm glad for them. I'm glad that it's going to go probably to be seen more anyway. While crossovers and SUVs dominate the market, VW, good for them, is selling sedans. Remember those things? Yes. That's They had like, you know, you had four doors and you sat in them and they were kind of not too tall. Yeah, exactly. But talking about something that is tall, Jeep showed off its plug-in hybrid line at the CES show in... Las Vegas. That's correct. And Hyundai has plans for a flying taxi. Okay. <laughs> this is just not going to happen. I'm just not on that flying car bandwagon yet. I don't know about you, no. but. No. And is Ford prepping the return of some tech for their next generation F 150 pickups? Tech that we've seen before. That's right. And talking tech. Uh, Nissan deadens sound, which I'm always in favor of, and Audi changes your dashboard. Plus, if you're shopping for a new vehicle, we've got deals on Cadillacs, BMWs, and Fords. All that and, and more. And sobs. <laughs> yeah, we got some great <laughs> sobs for you from uh, 2003. Yeah, all that and more when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We take you on a ride around the automotive industry. Always some good stuff going on, especially uh, if you're thinking about a new model or want uh, something explained as far as technology goes, or maybe you're looking for a deal on a new car this weekend, or any time, really. Uh, what you got to do is listen to Cruise Control Radio. And don't forget, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, Easy play way to do that is to go over to cruisecontrolradio.com. All their links are there. The Bullet Mustang, Les. What I noticed about this, watching the uh, auction go when it came in, uh, the owner was popping the throttle, and it still had a really cool sound, really raspy, uh, nasty-sounding exhaust pipe. So... We will talk about that when we come back on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. 
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Is your car starting to show its age? Over time, paint becomes oxidized, faded, and scratched. But you can restore that tired paint and repair those scratches with the paint restoration system from 3M. It's an affordable way to make those repairs in your garage in just one afternoon with basic tools. The kit contains all of the restoration products and polishing pads you need to bring your vehicle's paint back to like new condition. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. Maybe you've always wanted to buy a vintage Mustang. I know the 67, 68 Mustang GT Fastbacks were always one of my favorites, Les. How the lights go in like sort of like a check mark in the back. Always one of my favorites. Yep. When it comes to Mustang, the Fastback. Get that folding rear seat. Pretty cool. How about one with a, a 390 and a four-speed? That'd be nice, right? Like that, yep, the GT. Uh, what would you pay for something like that? Well, 20 grand, 30. Yeah. <laughs> How about uh, $3.7 million? That's including well, it would have to have it would have to have white walls. <laughs> it would have to have white walls and the upgraded AM radio for that price. Um, uh, t- and a tape deck. We're talking about a car... Les, that you actually had your hands on not that long ago. This is the 1968 Ford Mustang GT, driven by Steve McQueen in the movie Bullet. Uh, He did a lot of his own stunt driving. And um, this car uh, was sold off for $3,500 a long time ago uh, to a Robert Kiernan. He saw an ad in Road and Track. Like many movie cars, once they're done with them, maybe somebody in the movie business buys it uh, and drives it, but they're not that valuable. They're just seen as a prop, you know, get rid of it. Uh, so it was bought for $3,500, held for what, like 45 years, something like that? That's right. Uh, he bought it in the early 70s, uh, stayed with his family. His wife was a school teacher. She drove it to work. That's a nice car to drive to work, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Sean Kiernan was on our show a while back. He said they were thinking about selling it. You saw the car when it it became a, a what a national historical vehicle. National right? historic uh, trust for the, with the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Uh, they displayed it on the mall. I had lunch with Sean uh, and uh, got to. Uh, they wouldn't let me sit in it. Or drive it. <laughs> or drive it. But I did look amazingly like Steve McQueen while I was standing next to it. I believe, uh, yeah, that you're often mistaken. Like, wow. I. Oh, Steve, often. Yeah, often. Yeah. Uh, but it was auctioned off in Florida uh, yesterday and went for $3.7 million. That's including the auction fees. We don't know who bought it. Apparently, there were two bidders on the car one in the room and one on the phone. The person on the phone uh, won it, but we don't know who it is. You want to want to theorize who it is? Well, I think uh, you and I both agree that there's a strong possibility it's the Henry Ford Museum. Uh huh. But on the other hand, it could be somebody like Jay Leno. It could be. I think maybe Bill Ford. I think. 
that's probably a pretty good guess. And when that car came in, they actually drove it in, which they don't normally drive cars into uh, auction tents because, you don't, you know, fumes and they just don't want to do it. But he was wrapping the throttle, Sean, and it sounded like the car in the movie. Now, I know that was probably dubbed in, but it had a real cool, raspy, you know, choppy sound to it. Uh, it sounded like it meant business. Uh, and you said the car is pretty rusty, right? And it's got a dented roof. It's pretty roof rusty. And... Yeah. Yeah. It, it still has the uh, square uh, metal uh, unpainted tubing welded uh, underneath on the rocker panels that they attach cameras to. There's holes in the trunk uh, floor. Holes in the trunk. For, uh, uh, the cables. interior is pretty ratty. Mm-hmm. But if it goes to a museum, it will probably be like that, right? Probably. Um I mean, it's it it's just it's just historic. Yeah, yeah. Are those factory wheels on it, or were they aftermarket? Uh, those are actually aftermarket, but they were dealer aftermarket. Second day, second day uh, accessories. I guess they almost look like torque thrusts, American racing torque yeah, thrusts. Yeah, or a little bit like uh, kind of like larger mini lights. Yeah. Cool, cool looking car though. Uh, we, I'm sure, we'll find out who bought it. Don't you think? I just hope it just doesn't disappear. But uh, I don't think it'll disappear. Yeah. You know, another. You know, who else might have bought it? One of the Vegas casinos. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting to see if they would do that. Yeah. I'm okay. A- well, I I can't leave it in suspense any longer. I bought it. <laughs> Can I go for a ride? In it? <laughs> yeah, and, and I need to speak to you about a loan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about who is selling lots of sedans, even in a world dominated by SUVs. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio. Maybe Les will give me a ride in his flying taxi, his Hyundai flying taxi. All that and more when we come back on Cruise Control. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. We were just flying around in our, well, our (laughs) urban air mobility vehicle. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it was Hyundai's urban air mobility vehicle. They have a division now called UAM, Urban Air Mobility. Air taxis for uh, something called Uber Elevate. Uh, this was shown at the 2020 CES show, Personal Aerial Vehicles or PAVs. There's a lot of jargon in this story, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't get the concept of flying cars because to me that meant, well, usually means they're not a very good airplane and they're not a very good car. That's what it's meant in the past, hasn't it? Well, it has, and, you know, we're talking about absurd complication for everything uh you you just can't have 
uh, passenger vehicles flying around, even though you could control everything electronically. It's just ridiculous. And the amount of fuel that it takes to lift these off the ground would have, you know, put a huge, huge strain on the uh, on the the energy supplies. Well, here's what they showed. Hyundai showed off its first personal uh, aviation vehicle called the S-A1. It utilizes electric vertical takeoff and landing, eVTOL, which will uh, make it easy for ride sharing, according to Hyundai. Uh, trips are designed to last about 60 miles while cruising speed up to 180 miles per hour, altitude around 1,000 to 2,000 feet above ground. Uh, even though it was designed by an automobile manufacturer, uh, it has more design cues of a, of a plane. It could fit four passengers uh, in uh, passenger seats with uh, enough space for personal items. Uh, think of this. What would the air corridors be like? Imagine this in over New York City. I don't think it would work so well, would it? Well, you, you can't. The FAA, if, if you were, if I wanted to visit you. Mm -hmm. And fly it, and fly here. And, and, and fly, let's say, from Newark. Mm -hmm. As opposed to drive. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting, you live, you know, 20 miles above Manhattan. Right. I would have to fly west to Morristown and then north to Poughkeepsie and then come down. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fly across the, the TCA zones, um, and this is true of any city. Yeah. It's very restrictive. Not at 2,000 feet. I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, maybe this is a trend I'm just not getting into, but... Uh, it just doesn't seem like this is going to happen anytime soon for a number of reasons. But yet we always see flying cars, don't we? It's been this way since I was a kid. I just want uh, George Jetson's car that folds up into a uh, briefcase. Right. That would be cool. You could carry like a spare one in the trunk. What do you think? That'd be that'd be quite cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the problem is, it won't work. Yeah. <laughs> it just won't work. For a number of reasons. Yeah. Imagine if all of a sudden you had, like, look what happened with Uber drivers in New York City. Like, if you look at four cars sitting on a stoplight, three of them are Ubers. Imagine <laughs> Imagine yeah. if that was the same situation 2,000 feet up. Oh, it, oh boy. It, yeah. I, I just I just don't see it. Electric flying vehicles or planes? Yes. There's a lot of work being done on that by NASA and uh, a number of people. So that you will see. Rolls-Royce, uh, we did a story on that, is doing an electric plane. Sure. But uh, for having uh, thousands of these flying in the air, I don't see it. But, uh, you know. No, this is, I think, um, world of tomorrow hype. Well, let's not talk world of tomorrow. Let's talk tech with uh, technology when it comes to the Ford F-150. Uh, now, if you remember, Les, way back when, 
in the early to mid-2000s, there was a four-wheel steering uh, pickup truck. It was called Quadrasteer. It was initially an $8,000 option on GMCs uh, and Chevys, pickups and Suburbans, made by Delphi Automotive. Um, and you and I got to try it with trailers and all that. And, and it, was, it was very impressive. It, it was very impressive. It did not reduce the uh, cargo capability of the vehicles or, or trailering capability. Very impressive. They cut the price of it eventually. However, by 2005, uh, it was dropped just because people were like, eh. Um, and the rear wheels would steer very much like big buses where they, they, they don't move a lot, but they move enough to make a difference. Well, it looks like uh, the Ford uh, F-150 may be the next vehicle to get this. Uh, this comes from a, a website called Patent Swarm, and they have applied for a patent with the uh, Patent and Trademark Office that shows four-wheel steering Forget this, an F-Series Super Duty truck. So, uh, you could theoretically have this on a dually, right? Sure. And uh, the patent shows a wheel steering apparatus, including a steering actuator to couple to a rear axle, tie rod, and a transfer link. And the steering actuator is positioned on the first side of a first longitudinal axis of the rear axle, and the tie rod is positioned on the second side. So a traditional steering setup, uh, but on the rear axle. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty it cool. It is very, very cool. Yeah. So we may see this return. Um, will it be popular if it when it does? Who knows? Well, it depends on what it costs. Well, that was the big problem with this Quadrasteer. Uh, it was, as I say, a $7,000 option. They cut the option down to a couple of thousand dollars, but I think by that time people were kind of soured on it, and, you know, they didn't, uh, they didn't care, <laughs> you know, so. No, that's right. Let's stay on the tech. Let's stay on the automotive tech. Um, Nissan was showing something at the Consumer Electronics Show, Um or I shouldn't even, I, I'm so used to saying that, this, just the CES trade show. Uh, and this is lightweight, but it, it, it also helps to damp noise in the 500 to 1200 hertz range, like engine noise and road noise. Uh, Nissan's acoustic material weighs one-fourth of typical material while providing the same degree of sound isolation and can be less expensive than conventional soundproofing materials on the market. They've been working on this since 2008, so it's quieter and lighter, and it uses a lattice structure and plastic film to control air vibrations. And as I say, they attenuate those 500 to 1200 hertz sounds, like road noise and engine noise. Which, of course, the quieter the car, unless you're looking at a performance car, the quieter the car, uh, 
you know, where you can get rid of things like uh, air uh, noise and wind noise and uh, engine noise. It means more quality. If it's lightweight and low cost, you can put this in your, even your smallest cars and, and get a better impression, right? Absolutely. Uh, I am a firm, serious believer in this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can get me some of this stuff. And stick it all over yourself. And put it everywhere. <laughs> in my car, in the house. Yeah. Well, it also is a safety item because if you're driving for a long time and you're less distracted by the noise, you're less fatigued by the noise, uh, you will uh, do a better job driving. When you say That's it. correct. Noise actually is, is is very, very hard on the human body. Yeah. Well, also, while we're on the inside of the vehicle at the CES show, Audi uh, previewed their future in-car display. Of course, uh, in-car displays have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. This current Subaru that I'm driving has, I think, a 10 or 12-inch display. I'm not sure which. It's like a tablet mounted to the dash. Uh, but Audi has some ideas for the future of that. And when we come back, we'll tell you about that. Plus, we'll have deals on Cadillacs, BMWs, and Fords. If you're out shopping for a vehicle this weekend, or anytime, really, you'll want to stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Stubb, Les Jackson, we'll be right back. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We'll be right back. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control over at Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Things are things are going well. Uh, they've their their 2019 sales are up. Yep. Third year in a row, and of course SUV sales are up. But even better, uh, they're selling cars. Yeah, they are selling cars less, and uh, they've seen uh, a pretty big rise uh, in the, the the sales of their cars. Sales of the Passat. Uh, uh, are down 66%, uh, but the Jetta is up, and uh, that's risen by 11%. Matter of fact, it's the best-selling sedan in the U.S. Um, why do you think that is? I mean, it's a nice design. It's good room, good value, I guess. I, I have a theory uh, about this, yeah. that it's easy to order. They make cars easy to order. Volkswagen, you know, there's... Certain levels, and that's it. There's not a lot of individual options. That's yeah, you're right. Because otherwise, the Camry or the Civic, you would think, would be the biggest seller. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think people like the kind of the clean style inside, and there's still a European flair to it. I always feel like I'm in Europe when I drive a Volkswagen Golf. Yeah, right? yeah. There's just a nice uh, overall feel about it. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, uh, they're going to continue this. The biggest surprise, the Volkswagen Beetle, 
at near the end, the convertible Beetle saw, saw a massive hike in sales of 65%. Isn't that remarkable? Yeah. You know what I'm sad about, though? The Jetta Sport Wagon's not coming back. Um, that That's sad that they knocked that out. They knocked out a lot of their wagon-type vehicles, uh, you know, to replace them with crossovers. Um, I am excited, though, that the, the Golf GTI is coming. And some of the other uh, variants, they might get a big power boost, too. Uh, GTI has always been one of my favorites. Um we're probably not going to get the regular hybrid golf or the standard golf, which is, is sad, frankly. But I guess people just don't want small cars in the U.S. Well, not enough. Not, uh, so the GTI will produce probably more than the 228 horsepower that it currently has right now. And the R will have more uh, than the 291 horsepower. Um, now the UK, UK's car magazine, I always love that name. They spent a lot, a lot of money to come up with that name. That's right. It would be like James, calling cruise James control. May. James May was fired from that magazine. From the car magazine. Wow. Yes. Years ago. That, why'd they fire him? They said he drove too slow or what? Uh, they said that he didn't seem to have enough interest in cars. <laughs> Isn't that uh, like Elvis's uh, music teacher in high school said, yeah, this guy can't sing very well. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, according to the Car Magazine, uh, both the GTI and R uh, Golfs are going to get uh, a two-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine Paired with a 48-volt mild hybrid system, this will be a, a hybrid system that's more for power than for uh, economy. The Car Magazine says the standard GTI will produce 232 horsepower uh, with either a six-speed manual, shifted by the golf ball knob, I'm sure, or the seven-speed dual clutch. And uh, there will be a cup model. We don't know if we're going to get this here a VW Golf GTI Cup model, which will... Isn't it kind of funny? Golf Cup? The Cup, yeah. <laughs> uh, will boost the output to 286 horsepower and 273 pound-feet of torque and add uh, performance upgrades like a limited-slip differential, larger brakes, bigger wheels, lower ride height. Uh, and, and then the Golf R is likely to produce 328 horsepower... Um, and get a mild hybrid powertrain as well, and, of course, uh, four-wheel drive. So we'll have to see what comes comes to us in the 2021 model year. Um, you know, I'm just sad that we don't get the regular versions of these vehicles, but I guess they feel there's just not a lot of market for them here, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, they just—it's um, not a good business plan because mm -hmm. they can't sell enough. Uh, the the R has Acropovic exhaust. Have you ever heard of that? No, is that a brand name? I'm not sure. I have no idea. Yeah, we'll have to look that up during the break and get get back to you. Uh, I, to me, it sounds like it's probably a uh, a brand name uh, of European, you know, performance. Um, yeah. 
Must be. Must be. But uh, very cool. Very cool on both of those. Look forward to driving them when they become available uh, sometime in 2021. I mean, even the current uh, GTI is uh, is quite quite a nice car. Very nice car to drive. They're they're great fun cars. Yeah, get the one with the plaid upholstery though. I like that. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeep Jeep actually was showing some things at the CES show in Las Vegas this week. Formerly the show formerly known as the Consumer Electronics Show. I guess they don't call it that anymore, less because there's so many things going on, especially in the automotive world. Um, and technology worlds uh, that are different than just televisions and and things like that. But uh, so Jeep showed these things off. Uh, they're plug-in hybrids. They had a number of different models. A lot of people were interested in the plug-in hybrid in the Jeep Wrangler, um, and they all go with a 4XE name on them. That's on the badge. The lettering on the vehicle, the tow hooks on the vehicle is all blue to give it that electrified uh, kind of nod to its electrification. Uh, There's no word, though, on what this powertrain is made up of. Obviously, there's a battery pack and electric motors. Some have theorized that it may be um, a powertrain from the Pacifica Hybrid that's used in the Wrangler. Uh, but others have said it might be a, the turbo four-cylinder engine that is tied to these uh, battery power uh, situation, the plug-in hybrid situation. So uh, it's really unclear. They didn't say much at all uh, other than that they will be revealed, the details will be revealed at an auto show later this year. Hmm. So Well, um which auto show? <laughs> it didn't say that either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, pretty cool though, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I really do like the idea of a Jeep hybrid. Mm-hmm. And imagine I mean, crawling rocks with all that instant torque. Oh yeah. Uh, quietly crawling rocks. I mean, that would be a that would be quite different, wouldn't it? If you could crawl along for thirty miles. Um, and just do it quietly. I, w- I wonder what it would be like to do that, hearing no engine whatsoever. Sounds sounds good, but... Uh, well, I, I think it'd be kind of neat. It'd be like a caterpillar. It would. I also see this as uh, something good for the military, too, if they just want to yeah. go to electric, uh, into electric mode. But we'll have to see what is in there. I would have been uh, anxious to maybe, oh, look, I dropped my pen on the floor. Let me look under the car and see. Let me look under the Wrangler and see what engines in there. <laughs> you would have thought somebody would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my phone fell out. Oh, look, the camera's on. Oh well, who knows what's in there too? They might have just been a traditional Jeep with a with a plug stuck to the side for the meantime, and we'll get the real news later on in the uh, in the uh, circuit when the auto show circuit gets going again. But uh, we'll keep you up to date on the Jeep plug-in hybrid on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. We will be right back. When we come back, we're going to talk about Hyundai's plans for a flying taxi. They show that off. And Ford prepping the return of some tech 
for their next generation F-150 pickups. Plus, we're going to have deals, deals, deals. If you're looking for a new vehicle, Cadillac, BMW, and Ford. When we return on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Stay tuned. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Feeling a little dim? Don't blame your brain or the weather. Hazy headlights may be the problem. Hazed or cloudy plastic headlights can reduce your vehicle's visibility on the road, making it very difficult to see the road and for other cars to see you. Now you can restore plastic headlight lenses to like-new clarity with the Lens Renewal Kit from 3M, an easy-to-use solution for removing the yellowing and hazing that reduces headlight performance and visibility. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here. Mm -hmm. uh, before the break, we were just about to talk about Audi. Yeah. You know... Which is Great company, by the way. It's part of Volkswagen. Uh, you know, you and I have been talking about the size of the uh, in-dash screens getting bigger and bigger in cars. Uh, and, and they're almost like a tablet now, many times, standing on top of the screen. Looks like a tablet that was kind of uh, crazy glued into the, uh, into the dash. And That's many right. of them... As I mentioned before the break, like the press car I'm driving now, the Subaru uh, Outback has a gigantic one that runs right down the center stack, controls just about everything in the car. Uh, we've seen that in the um, Ram pickups as well as, as the optional interior. Uh, and this week in Las Vegas, um, Audi was showing off their Vision AVTR concept. Now, <laughs> this basically stretches across the width of the car. It is the whole dash, the display. It's, it's, it's like a giant T-shaped screen, right, I would say? It's... Yeah, uh, sort of an in-car theater. Yeah. Um, it's display-on-demand technology. And uh, they also include, uh, Audi also includes 3D mixed reality head-up display. Um, it's kind of hard to explain this all, but uh, the technology uses a transparent display that is 5.9 inches tall and 48 inches wide, the full width of the dashboard, and is embedded in the panel. So it's not, it almost looks like if, if it was turned off, it almost looks like what they call piano black, that like a shiny material on the. Uh, that's what you call that that trim on your right. on your dashboard. Right. Um, but uh, the display can be extended by up to ten inches uh, if you're watching a movie, uh, and you can watch the movie in a widescreen sixteen by nine format. And what this really is. When you think about it, it is a, a, a dashboard designed for autonomous vehicles. So when they're being driven normally with a driver, uh, and in this case they show a picture with a steering wheel of the vehicle, it can be a very cool dash that extends the width of the car and displays all kind of information. When you're in the autonomous mode, 
it becomes like a giant screen and you can sit back and watch a movie. That's it's sort of an which, adaptable that's dashboard. Right. I don't recommend doing that, by the way. Just just for the record. <laughs> you mean sitting watching a movie even yeah, if yeah. your car's driving itself? It's just, you know, it's not the place. I think. <laughs> Although I think this is going to change as autonomous cars become the norm over the next 10 years, I think what will happen is things like that, like we would never think of doing now, will become the norm as you're on the highway and rolling along at 80 miles an hour, about a foot away from the car in front of you. Uh, I, you will have to give your supreme trust over to the system. Uh, and you will have to just say, Hey, this is, uh, that I, I believe in this system and it will keep me safe. Right. So not, uh, not something that you, uh, not something that you could do right now mentally, but I think no, eventually no. you will. Uh, this, we're looking decades in the future. Yeah. Well, let's look at something that's not decades in the future, Les. Let's say you're going out to buy a new vehicle, right? Want some okay. de- want some deals, right? So we've got deals of the week here. There is a deal for the BMW M4. Uh, and it will be... Uh, the current M4, by the way, is what uh, they call the F82 generation model. Uh, some are upset that the next generation uh, M4 is going to have the giant grill and all that. And if you like the current version, uh, the new version isn't expected to enter production until late 2020. We'll go on sale in early 2021. Well... The pricing on the BM, current BMW M4 Coupe starts at $69,150, and the M4CS starts at $103,000. But if you want to lease the BMW M4, which a lot of people do, uh, right now they have a deal. The 2019 M4 is available to lease for $779 per month for 36 months. BMW is also offering a $4,250 credit to go towards the lease. They haven't said if this is available mm-hmm. nationwide, but it's worth checking into. So, um, it's a lease deal. I, I think most it's of a the, lease deal. Right? I think most BMWs are leased these days. BMW told me a number of years ago that the majority of their customers uh, lease them hmm. well here's one of your favorite vehicles Les I remember when this ca- came out <laughs> and a friend of mine said hey I got a ride in that new Escalade <laughs> I was like see what that's is not that what I, that's not what I call it <laughs> I, can you I say what it, you call it <laughs> as you know I call it the Suburbalac the Suburbalac the Cadillac Escalade the giant uh, the giant luxury profit producing vehicle from Cadillac. It's a very expensive Chevrolet. Yes. Uh, well, uh, there's a new version coming out. It's going to be revealed at a posh event in Beverly Hills, Les Jackson. I know you'll be attending. Um, and it is going to get a 38 inch curved OLED screen. 
uh, to have the pixel density of a 4K television. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't look dramatically different, but it is going to be dramatically upgraded, according to the folks at Cadillac. Well, uh, they have a deal right now. If you're looking for a 2020 Escalade for this month, Cadillac has slashed nine thousand dollars off the 2020 Escalade. Well, the 2019 Escalade has an eight thousand dollar discount. <laughs> there you go. Which so, one would you buy? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can get eight thousand off the now. The cheapest Escalade is basically sixty nine thousand. Right. But you're not going to find one for that. No, Mm-mm. it's going to be loaded up. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so they're dealing. They're dealing on these things. Customers must take delivery by February third, twenty twenty. There are discounts available on the Escalade ESV if you need even more sheet metal and more length and weight. Uh, that... Now the the only yeah the only way you can take delivery is if it's already in dealer stock. Yeah, it's got to be in dealer stock because you can never yeah. order it and get it by the end of February or the beginning of February. So uh, Cadillac will continue this nine thousand disc nine thousand dollar discount on twenty twenty Escalades. Next month, possibly. We don't know for sure, but it's not. We don't know really. Uh, but there you have it. I would say once the new one is revealed, they will continue the rebate. Uh, That's true. But there's yet another deal. Yes. If you're on the market for a Ford Edge, notice how we started at the high end and we're working our way down. Working our way down. If you're in New York City uh, or Detroit, dealers are offering a $4,500 total cash discount for 2019 Ford Edge SEL or titanium model. And weirdly, in Miami, the discount increases to $5,000 on these trims. Hmm. But if in, in Los Angeles... All Edge models, 2019s, are being sold with $6,000 cash discount. So there you have it. If you're out shopping, you got BMWs, Cadillacs, Ford Edges. Deals, deals, deals. We appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We'll see you down the road. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.